And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Who would say that, question mark? <laughs> whom, whom might you be? Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite hour-ish of fantasy baseball, actually of anything, in your entire life, every week. It's Under the Radio, part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. With me as always, your friend and mine, Ian Kyle. I mean, under Ray, it's just, it's just, it's graduating to this whole new level of genius. <laughs> My friend and your The intro last week was so good that it snapped the microphone cord that Nando has, so he's ordering a new one right now. <laughs> if you know, it's been ordered, please. I have some degree of professionalism. Uh, but yeah, the mic is so if it he sounds like weirdish. <laughs> if my voice comes out as a little weird, it'll be fixed by, well, obviously not this show, next week's, by 8 p.m. today, according to Amazon. Um, Amazon. But until then, suffer through it, will you, please? Uh, big show today. We got a lot of, so we got Ian being coy before the show about a topic he put in that he doesn't want to talk about to the end. Uh, right. And then just a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff. Like, we got three weeks left, people. And, I mean, for some people who got bounced from Yahoo playoffs, you might just be listening for fun. We'll throw some of that in, too. Um, but let's begin at the beginning. Your new leadoff hitter for the San Francisco Giants <laughs> and uh, NL MVP of the week, uh, Mr. Lewis J. Brinson. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's actually a little nuts because uh, Brinson comes back. They put him in the leadoff. Austin Slater's hurt, so Brinson's taking the Slater slot. And hits a home run his first game. Nato gets all juicy. Hits two home runs the next game. Nato loses his mind. Hits another home run leading off last night. Haven't talked to Nato about it. Don't even know if he knows. Um, of course I, I know. I, Didn't I text you guys that? You texted on the first home run. And then, yeah. So it's, it, it, he hit another one last night uh, leading off. And the San Francisco announcers are, are sort of like, who the hell is this guy? And I went, Nato DeFino will tell you. We know, um, yeah. No, it's very, many of his cards. It's, many, many of his cards. I went and picked him up. I went and picked him up in the Devil's Rejects League uh, after the two home run game because I, you know, who knows? This is a guy who was a top 10 prospect in baseball. So is he worth a back of the bench keeper league dynasty league pickup? Depending on your on your circumstances, yes, he is. I think he is. If he can keep this up, he will have found a home. Uh, DVR usually delete the Lewis Brinson stuff in the in the rundown. Uh, how do you feel about this? Does it hurt you? No, it doesn't hurt me. They, that, that's that's Vicaro, by the way, that actually sneaks in there and deletes the Brinson stuff from the baseball rundown. He, he has his way of finding his way into that show sheet. I don't know how he does it. But the Brinson stuff's interesting because this year at AAA with Houston, this was actually the best season he's had in the minors since 2017. And he's really been an up and down guy struggling to find footing with the Marlins for the better part of that time at the big league level. There's still a good bit of swing and miss, but you can live with it if he's going to do damage like this. He was on like a 35 to 40 home run pace. How many stolen bases? Just five this year. You hit more homers, you lose a few steals. I I imagine, you know, we should have enough to have some stat cast numbers. I would imagine the sprint speed's still pretty good. But the most interesting thing for me about Lewis Brinson is that teams that we regard as good teams or smart teams have been taking chances on him. If you look at the Giants having him now, Houston being the team that had him for most of the season in their organization, the Brewers including him as part of a trade back when they made that deal with the Rangers in 2016. So the Marlins are are the outlier, the team that struggles to develop hitting but develops a lot of pitching. Anything is possible. He's, in, he's interesting enough to pick up in very deep leagues. I would, I would agree with that. And because the Giants have taken guys in their late 20s before and turned them into productive regulars, I think it's fair to have some optimism here. The other interesting thing in the background that's pretty interesting with, with Lewis Brinson, the other interesting thing that's pretty interesting, the other interesting thing with Brinson, <laughs> I enjoyed that. the ground ball rate at the big league level, even though it's been partial seasons pretty much every year, it has gone down every single year he's been in the big leagues. And I wonder with Brinson 
because he's had so many tools for so long, I wonder if he had a swing that hit the ball on the ground because somewhere along the way he had coaches that were, were telling him to hit the ball on the ground and, and hey, you're, you're fast, hit the ball, just put the ball in play and everything will be fine. And now he's got a swing that's actually lofting the ball more consistently. So again, it might look a little different than the profile we expected him to have as a prospect, but I think this is a better version of Brinson than we've seen in at least a few years. And it can all fall apart in two seconds. I mean, it can. It did happen with your mean. Yeah, but but also the upside is, you know, we talk about graduation rates, freshman, sophomore. We've been talking about it on the show for four years. He's now like a almost a junior. <laughs> he's comfortable. He he understands what it is to be in a major league park. He's been he's had the ups and the downs. He's had he's had the heartbreak. I don't know, man. I, I look when Nando is in love with a guy, they tend to not all hit, but when they hit, they hit. And if you get, you know, the show's under the radar. So he's under the radar right now. I mean, he's having a big week, but you know, if you could get him in a keeper league, if you're, if you're competing, I don't know if I'm playing, I don't know if I'm grabbing him to compete because you don't know what his playing time is going to be, but he was a top 10 prospect for a couple of years. And you know, that, that matters to me. So if he seems to be putting it together, I'm grabbing him with the idea that I can, use him in a deal in the off season, right? Not necessarily to build around because in the devil's rejects, we're looking to win. Actually, we, we, I think we're going to win now. looks like we've got, we got 189.5 points out of 200. So it looks like we're going to, and, and <laughs> our, yeah, could you really, what's the next like one thirty? No, 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 no. There was a, a, another guy who was living, who had been leading the league for most of the season. And he just dropped down. He's had a bad night last night. Cole Irvin finally bit him in the butt and oh, he had a, and, and and he didn't start Brandon Woodruff because it was in Colorado so if he flips those but he's down to 175 um so we've got a we got a pretty good lead it looks like we're going to take that one it might be a, it might be a cruise to the finish only hard to cruise these days but it looks like I don't want to say that cuz in a week I'll be like oh my god devils rejects we've fallen off the map right right wait until October 15th when, when Ian tells us how he did in all these leagues yep because he won't speak he won't speak about them until then well, until it's wrapped up uh, no, right. no, we know, we know, man. This is tradition. Nah, it's, it, everything's DVR is texting me like, make sure you ask Ian about his GDD record right now. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> GDD, I don't think DVR did that, <laughs> no, but no. DVR is in a fight for third. That DVR, are you going to get third in GDD? You think it's it's a dog fight between you and Frankie Stamfel and Greg, our, our team, and Dave Miller. So, are you gonna are you gonna pull third? You think I actually don't have a good feel for it that could just changes every single day it doesn't seem like anyone can get any separation right now so that one's going to probably come down to the very last day of the season yeah well it's going to be it's going to be fun yeah it's it, it's been a it's been a hell of a hell of a season it's been a hell of a season it's it, as we as we come to the end and by the way fred weller unfortunately uh the i didn't we, we didn't get the the song did not make it to the end I didn't make it to the post credit scene. It will be on today. <laughs> oh right? man, you can't you can't burn DVR off air. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> make a point of saying <laughs> no, that it right. was DVR's you're right. fault. I didn't you're right. say I forgot. that. There's that mystery man who edits the show and puts no, the song. No, no, no. It just didn't. End. It didn't make it on. Uh, sorry, DVR. I didn't mean anything by that. <laughs> I'm just explaining why it wasn't on last week and why it will be on this week. Um, and Fred, I kind of I, I pulled it out uh, at the end, but now Fred is kind of like co-coaching the team with me as we go into the playoffs. Uh, I called him up. I was like, "Hey, come on, come join the thing. If we win the whole thing, you and me are going out to dinner." Turns out Steve Gardner, uh, who's a partner in another league, texted me excitedly saying, "Fred Weller is like my favorite actor in the entire world. I watched every episode of In Plain Sight, which was the show that Fred was the star of on. I think it was USA Network a couple of years ago." So. Uh, I called Fred. He's like, "Ah, oh, it's cool, man. Cool. I dig it. Nice." So anyway, that you'll you'll hear the Fred Weller uh, song at the end. It is worth the, it was worth the wait. It is very good. It'll give you a giggle. It's it's a uh, it's it's very very good. Sorry, I was thinking about pulling up the IMDb page again. Just no, 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 it's okay. Everyone can pull up their own right, IMDb fine. page on Fred Weller. Big star, great great theater. <laughs> check actor it out too. on your own time. Yeah, check it on your own time. I want to throw out one thing, and this is on the rundown. Thank you, Ian, for doing the rundown because I forgot. I'm in like I'm in fantasy football. It's fine. Like tomorrow, like it's crazy. Like when the season starts is when fantasy football uh, editorial becomes easy again because it's all cyclical. Like I know it's coming on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. A little behind the curtain for you. Uh, same thing with baseball. Like the draft kit time, the, the draft kit months 
are like crazy because things are just, they're coming in left and right and they're all different topics and different writers and everyone has different styles. Like I know like on Wednesday, I got a Chris Vaccaro edit at night. You know what I mean? Like I know on Monday, I got a Renee Miller edit. But, uh, you know, like right now, it's just like, brr, like anyway. So it's taking up a lot of time. Things are coming at all hours and, you know, we're putting multiple things up a day. And, uh, you know, if you haven't drafted yet, check out the Fantasy Football Draft Kit, which is included in your athletic subscription. But one thing I've managed to do in the Scott White Dynasty League, which you talk about a lot, and I don't know if people, I mean, like, I, I don't know if this is commonplace, but a lot of teams, uh, you know, at this point of the year are completely tapped out and don't care. Even Dynasty Leagues, I think. I had a $35 Yohan Mankata who had, you know, hung over for the last three or four years. The contracts in the Scottway Dynasty League are a little different. It's, and this is a points league. It's CBS. There's no corner, middle. So the waiver wire is actually okay. Um, it's still tough. I mean, it's 24 teams, but you're not like, you know, searching for a, you know, a terrible corner. Uh, you know, it's it's first, second, third, short, three outfielders in utility on the offense side. Typical CBS league. Point is, five bench, you know, pitchers, like five starters, two relievers. Um, so I had Yohan Mankata at like 35. Next year, he would have been $5 more, so he'd have been up to $40 if he wanted to keep him. Scott White goes, you had a dollar, the, the you know, after the first year, and then $3, then 5 then 7 blah, 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 blah. So Mankata was way too expensive, obviously way too expensive. I don't know what's happened to him. Maybe we can talk about him too. I, Ian was right, man. Like the second he did that rap video, it was done. Like Yon Mankata went like crashed, but uh, had him for 35 plus five. I released him. Um, and like, I'm out of the playoffs. So, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a rebuild. And then just immediately put a bid back in for him for $8 and I got him. Like no one else wanted to bid on him in a dynasty league. Uh, or maybe they did. I don't know, but no one wanted to bid $8 on him. So a lot of teams were out of their fab. I assume a lot of teams who were in it were out of fab. A lot of teams who were out of it weren't paying attention. It's just a drop. And when you sort by Mankata's not going to show up at the top of anything. Um, maybe like preseason ranks, maybe, but, uh, anyway, that's a move that I just wanted to share with people. It's a good move. If, you, if you're in a dynasty league, you know, you know, you could sneak someone in contract keeper league. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good move. It's a really good move. Um, I re- you're I re- on the risk of not getting him back, but I mean, yeah, but you weren't gonna, you weren't. I, I would have argued that you should have bid two dollars for him, you know, to get him at a really, really cheap price, as opposed to at a really expensive price. Let me tell you why I didn't. Um, my entire team is like one and two dollar guys, so I have so much salary room left. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Scott White Dynasty League auction every year is like on St. Patrick's Day weekend. And it's 24 teams doing an auction. And if I can only have to go in there, like being like, I only need one player. I'm, I'm good. Like, I did not want to risk the, you know, like, Oh my God, that's like another wait 24 turns until I can bid up someone. Um, not for me. Okay. So I just want to be in and out. And like, at some point I'm looking at my team right now and I'm like, I might not have to attend this at all, which I'll pop in and say hi to everybody. Cause I like the people. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is the plan. It's like build, build a team that you don't have to stay for the auction. There you go. Um, I had to drop uh, Andrew Abbott for this though, who, I mean, it was amazing, brought up a level and then just crashed. Right. Did he like, crash? Man. Is he, is, did he crash? I have not been following Abbott. How hard. did he hard? Okay. Good. He had know. like a five something ERA at the next level. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, but we, he he yeah he took he took the thing. I'm gonna I want to throw out um, the first player of the of of this thing, Felix Bautista. We've talked a little bit about him. I'm sure other people are talking about him, but he did something last night that was sort of different than I'd seen. He came into a game in the eighth, and he only pitched eleven pitches, and then came back out in the ninth and threw uh, got the save. Uh, and in the Fred Weller Ian Con team, we'll call it that for now. Uh, we picked up the That's save. That's very there. humble of you to put yourself second. Ian Con Fred Weller team. Yeah, uh, he he <laughs> That's took. That's Ian. We know <laughs> he took. He took the save. He got the save. And I just had this moment where I'm like, "Is this guy the beast? Like, is he?" I mean, in DVR, we talked about it this, I guess, about two, three weeks ago. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, if he's going to throw two innings at a time now, like where where do we place him going into next year? And I mean, you're not going to be able to get him anywhere. He's not available now. But I don't know. I mean, he feels like a top five to eight closer next year all of a sudden to me. Do you already agree with that? Yeah, I think that's where he's headed, at least based on price. And I don't think he's going to fall very far short of that if he, you know, from a skills perspective, he's legit. Felix Batista <laughs> does everything you want from an elite closer. And I think the way the Orioles are using him as the guy that gets all the saves and even extending his role that's when it. needed. I mean, yeah. that might part of that right now might just be their season 
really sort of hangs in the balance on a day-to-day basis. Yes, it like they're they're fighting for every possible win to continue down this amazing path of maybe sneaking into the playoffs. All that is to say, though, can you name the relievers you'd take ahead of them right now? I mean, probably off the top of your head, you can get most of the guys you'd reasonably take ahead of them because there aren't that many. I mean, Edwin Diaz, yes, sure. Class A, yes. Jordan Romano, Jordan Romano, yes, yeah. Jordan okay. Romano is a beast. Yeah, Liam, Liam Hendricks would be ahead of him. But then here, I'll give you this: Williams from the Brewers or Bautista. I've been worried about Devin Williams' velocity. His last couple appearances, his fastball was 90-91. I think that was really? on Sunday during the I holiday weekend. S- dude, I saw that. I pulled up, and I was like, the only pitch that he's throwing that is like awesome is his changeup right now. Like He didn't have the the high velocity. I, I, I actually noticed that. I was like, I, I thought Devin Williams was better than what I'm seeing right here. Yeah, might just be a like a, a little dead arm period late in the year or something. He's down about a tick for the whole season, but he throws the changeup 56% of the time. Yeah, that changeup is... Nando, who are you going to take? Are you going to take Bautista or are you going to take Williams? Oh, I'm going to... Uh, Bautista, so this is a different Orioles team, man. You can't go into next year being like, they're going to trade the closer away. They're going to whatever. The only thing I would... I mean, yeah, I would definitely take Felix Bautista. This is an Orioles team that I think is going to win a lot of games next year that I think is going to make some moves for some players to to boost them wow now they have a lot of salary cap room they're ready like they're gonna pull that houston move and that cubs move to a degree where they're like let's all right let's sign some people like let's get in the game now i actually think you're right i think they they could get themselves two starting pitchers they added two starting pitchers to that team and and grayson rodriguez that's right well so that's like three yeah, but I don't trust any rookie pitchers. I just don't. I, I'm just All at right. the point where I'm just like, you're not going to win. You're not going to win a pennant with a rookie pitcher as your number two. Um, but Dean Kremer is good. Austin yeah. Voth is good. Is it Voth or yeah. Voth? 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 I don't know. Voth. That guy, everyone loved him last year. Last two years, season, two, two ago. years ago, the National, yeah. when he was with the Nationals, he 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 had some some upside for sure, and then just you know blew it. But you know, it was that it, it's that idea of. Adley Rutschman showing up is literally where the team fully changed. And here's what I'm going to say. Watch Rutschman at the end of every inning, how he goes out and meets the pitcher at the, like, you know, that like so instead of going to the dugout, he goes up the line to talk to the pitcher as he goes down. I'm telling you, that stuff matters. Because that he is he is a leader on that field. He It just changes the entire chemistry chemistry literally chemistry we talk we use the word chemistry everyone uses chemistry if we think about what chemistry means it means that like the 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 matter of the team is different because you've added this piece who is now clearly one of the top five catchers in baseball both on the offensive and defensive side and this isn't a fantasy conversation this is a baseball conversation i think he he's the game changer for that team he's the leader on that team at 22 23 like the Orioles are doing it right. It's kind of exciting. It's exciting to watch. Dude, I'm so I'm pulling up uh, free agents 2023. Nolan Arenado leads that list. He'll stay. He'll stay with St. Louis. He uh, yeah, like, might hey, get a few more years, like because it's an, uh, it's an yeah, opt out. Yeah, but he's yeah, not going to leave. Fine. He's happy. All right. I'm not. Oh, Aaron Judge. Wow. Could you imagine? He's not going <laughs> to go to that park. Why? No, I mean, well, all nah, right. Yeah, I know. Hey, I know. what is rates and barrels? Have you gotten into, did the Orioles make the right decision? Obviously, you know, with this record they're having. And I haven't looked at like the home run tracker, like last year's stadium versus what would have been out this year. But uh, I mean, we have to say now, like them moving the fence. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But I mean, this is like a, this is a good, t- by the way, shout out to Eno who has a beer. The stuff plus, right? You know has yeah. You know has a beer. You know has got a beer. It's even got his picture on it. Get out, good man. Yeah. He's killing it, nail labor, and he's got his own beer. Can we get that here? I think it's Maryland based. Full Tilt is the name of the brewery. They made one last year called Sticky Stuff. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, this one is Stuff Plus. So yeah, it's it's cool. I've got the can from the last year one behind me. I have to make sure I get a get a four pack of the. Yeah, you know, I know a guy that might have some. I know so a I guy. Bet. I know a guy who knows a guy. And there's a guy. Anyway, the Orioles. No, you guys are in New York. Maybe you can't. I don't, maybe they do distribute. Up I to, think New Jersey. Up to, what's the name of it? Full Tilt Brewer. Full Tilt is the brewer. Yeah, I don't drink beer. I'm not a beer guy. I don't either, but I'd like to get a can with Eno's picture. I'd like to get a can too. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. That is cool. It's hey, it's cool. And he's had a hell of a season. 
Oh, by the way, funny funny story before we get to the answer. Um, in our Slack, you know, every, every once in a while, the, the the audio team is you know sends out stuff that you know. Oh, who uses Manscaped? Like who uses this just to see which hosts match up with products? Um, they asked about pickleball, and uh, someone immediately <laughs> like I was going I was going to tag DVR. Someone immediately tagged DVR, and it was like it was something like, "Hey DVR, do you want to talk pickleball on your one podcast called Rates and Barrels?" Well, it was it was very hurtful. It was, I didn't want to say anything. You don't have but to I take did. it so hard. Yeah, but it was, it was really messed up. Like, <laughs> Dirty. Come on, man. It's all good. It's all good. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm actually moving on because I want to ask about this guy, uh, or I've got a thought about C.J. Abrams. You know, he's really struggled. And then the other night... Um, well, DVR didn't get to answer the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, DVR. I was, I was trying to take him off the hook, but go ahead, DVR. The pickleball question? No, the no, Orioles the actual question. baseball question. The Orioles question. I was just wondering if you did... Don't worry if you didn't, then forget it and tease another show. But like, uh... We didn't yet, but the thing that I, I think is pretty good evidence that they made a good decision is that their pitchers are actually useful for our purposes. They really the, are. The, start, the, guys, the guys we were talking about earlier. I mean, Austin Voth, aside from the fact that they've tweaked something with him, he wasn't the same pitcher with the Nationals that he's been with the Orioles. He's been good. Tyler Wells has been good. Uh, you know, you look at Kramer, I think uh, Ian mentioned him before. Keegan Aiken out of the bullpens had a great year. Dylan Tate's been good. Jorge Lopez was good before they traded before him. Before they Bautista. traded him. And it's not just the park, but is a long, long list of good or very useful Orioles pitchers. And I can't remember the last time that we we said that. Um, there is one stat that I have in front of me that I was just kind of messing around with last night. I was looking for differences in team slugging percentage from last year this year because the league as a whole of course has a lower slugging percentage right we're we're down uh, 0.016 in slug as a league which is kind of a lot in that number if you see it listed out it's it's a big deal the orioles are down less than that which is a sign that they've of course improved their team which we know with call-ups and and different things with rutchman being up mateo having a great year yeah all all these types of things have have changed that so it's pretty interesting (laughs) just to look at how how different Different teams are are either just better and up in slugging percentage this year and in a year where most teams are down, or a team like the White Sox is down even more than league average and yeah. trying to figure out you know how and why that happened. Either uh, humidor effects, maybe they're unique to a certain place, or a lot of injuries, or decline, or, or decline. You know, any any Both. number of things could explain it, but I just think it's a, it's a pretty fun stat to look that at. That White Sox team is kind of annoying as heck. Like They, they, they kind of stink. And maybe they make the playoffs, but that team, like every time I look at their lineup, I'm like, they only got like three guys that you're frightened of. No, no way, man. That's yeah, man. Like a- yeah, that are playing on a regular basis. Three guys. Well, right, that's the asterisk. Right, but but yeah, but I mean, who's played all? Who has not been on the injured list on that team other than Jose Abreu? There's really no one else. Everyone else. Anderson's been hurt. Eloy's been hurt. Regularly hurt. Um, Louis Robert has been regularly hurt, regularly hurt um, catcher. I can't even think of his name. Yasmani Grandal has been out all season, kind of doing nothing. Can't you make the case like because of that, like if they get fully healthy at the right time, this is a team that and I think they're like 100 to one to win the World Series right now. 100 to and maybe one? Even like, maybe like 40 to one to go. Last I checked, when, when Tony La Russa uh, stepped aside, um, they had like these crazy long. I could check. I mean, I was in the betting show, but like, like if they get healthy at the same time, um, yeah. you know, they're sitting with, you know, it's the pitching could do it. The American League is not as strong as the National League at this point. I mean, really, the only premier team in the American League, as far as I'm concerned, is the Houston Astros. 
That's the only top tier team. And then you've got in the National League, you've got the Dodgers, who are the best team in baseball. You've got the Braves, which I think are the second best team in baseball. You get the Mets, who are the third best team in baseball. Or, or the Astros might be in there at three. But the, the National League is definitely stronger, in my opinion. Um, and actually, let's, let's hop down to Juan Soto for a second. The Padres, you know, everyone was like, hey, the Padres, right? When the big trades happened at the trade deadline. And they've been flat out bad, like really bad. And Juan Soto has been really bad. And to me, I'm curious if you guys have any theories about what that, why that is, Nando. Do you have any thoughts about how Juan Soto, like what the struggle is? I, I have my theories. I think that's exactly what it is, man. I think maybe just some people take a little time to adjust and like, I don't know, man, you're going to the only team you knew that you came up with. Maybe you like Freddie Freeman yourself into something like you, you have felt the need to pull this move that you don't feel comfortable with. They find, all right, fine. You know, we'll call your bluff. See you later. And now you're playing in San Diego where I remember a few years ago they talked about the the salt air. I forget what the actual word for it was, but it affect you know, the the heavy not saline. I can't remember there was a term. The marine for, layer. Yeah, thank you. The marine layer, yes. Um you know, maybe I mean I'm sure he's played there enough, but I mean, going from Washington DC to San Diego, California, man, if you're like a finely tuned athlete, maybe it just the time change could have messed him up. Like he's good. We all know he's really good. And then maybe he's hiding a little injury and he doesn't want to say anything because, you know, he's the big draw and supposed to help them win. But, like, I think I'm willing to chalk it up to mental and I'm willing to say, like, by September 20th, like, he does that four home run in six game batting 571 tear. The Ben Con DVR. A lot of it just looks like a reduced home run to fly ball rate. So, yeah, park factors would be a great explanation for this. I mean, think about the way that Nationals Park plays, especially in the middle of the summer. It turns into a really hitter-friendly environment during the hottest summer months. San Diego plays pretty consistent throughout the season. That's really the biggest thing that's missing. The strikeout rate, the walk rate, those things look pretty good. He's still 30% better than a league average hitter since the trade, so that's not quite the Soto level we're accustomed to, but still, he's not hurting them. He's not doing anything. He's an upgrade still, just not as much of an upgrade as they hoped. Yeah, I, I think it is just someone going through kind of typical adjustment phase of, of being in a new place. It's you know, it's really making me think. We're talking about the Orioles pitchers. Like, why are they better? I think it's like part of the reason they may be better is they can stand on that mound with less anxiety because it's not three sixty four to left center field. So it's like if I make a mistake at three with three sixty four to left center, it's a home run. And so I'm playing, I'm pitching scared. Whereas now with it being 410 with a double wall in left center field or whatever it is, I mean, it's just outrageously far. It's like, hey, I could, I could leave a, a, a mistake up and not get and not pay for it. Well, that opens up, um, that opens up just the idea that, hey, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to pitch my ass off without worrying about the result. I think that's so much of so much truth in baseball and life. It's like if you, if you think about your process and you don't think about your result, you can do so much better. Problem that we're seeing with Juan Soto, I think, is is very much what Nando said. He's dealing with the expectations. You know, here comes they they even said it. They even said it. They said, "Well, I feel sorry for pitchers now." Well, if you're going to feel sorry for any pitchers in San Diego, it's you should feel sorry for the Padres pitchers because you're not hitting. I mean, they came back and won a game last night, which was great and awesome that they did it. But they they are they they're they're looking like the Yankees. They're they're struggling, really, really struggling, and the whole lineup is struggling. If I'm managing that team, I'm picking the lineup out of the hat. I'm moving that lineup around. I'm not batting Soto second anymore. I'm going to maybe move Machado back to second. Maybe I hit Soto third or fourth, but do something that shifts it up because then this brings me back to C.J. Abrams, right? So C.J. Abrams has been a huge disappointment, and every chance I get in the main event with Rob. I say, no, we got to hold C.J. Abrams. He's like, C.J. Abrams is really bad. I'm like, I know. But if you I've spent so many years talking this kid up that like the story in my head of how how C.J. Abrams is going to go. It's part of how we could win the whole main event if C.J. Abrams got super, super hot. Well, what happened to C.J. Abrams? He struggled coming up to San Diego. He looks like a baby, like 21 years old baby face, like look like the bats getting knocked out of his hand like Billy Hamilton. He's not running because he's afraid to make a mistake. So this past week, 
he's he went the other night against Jack Flaherty, which my whole life was Jack Flaherty on Monday. Against Jack Flaherty, he went. <laughs> I, I love that line, man. <laughs> no, my whole life was Jack Flaherty because that's I, a Roto Wear T-shirt. I, I, I traded, <laughs> I traded for Jack Flaherty in NL Tout Wars. We had picked up Rob and I oh, had picked up Jack Flaherty in the main event like a month ago and carried him for like seven bucks, and we picked him up in GDD. So on Monday, he and literally traded with Derek Cardi. Sunday night at 7.57 p.m., traded Rowdy Telez and $45 fab to Derek for Jack Flaherty, who was just coming back. So, like, literally, it was like, all right. How? <laughs> I was like, this is too scary. And watching Jack Flaherty pitch was was really nerve-wracking and fun. I mean, that's why we play the game is for moments like that. It's like, and then he pitched six, I think, f- five innings, six strikeouts, one hit, six wa- uh, six hits, one run, six hits, one run, and one walk, I believe. So he pitched well, six strikeouts in five innings. But C.J. Abrams went four for five that day. So now what does that make me say? It makes me say, here's a kid now who's starting to feel it. And the one out he had was a rip to right field. I believe Corey Dickerson was out there who everyone should pick up because he's hot as hell and he's on the list. And that's why you know I'm mentioning him here. But C.J. Abrams just went four for five. So what does that mean? It frees him up a little bit to start running. Running is about confidence. You cannot run unless you feel confident because getting caught stealing, you got to go back to the dugout and all the guys are like, hey, you got caught stealing. You suck, man. You made an error and now you went 0 for 4 and you finally get on base and you get struck out. You go 4 for 5, all of a sudden you get to go on base and say, hey, I'm, I'm getting hits. I'm getting on base. I'm going to steal second. Then you succeed and you steal a base. Look at what Jake McCarthy's doing in Arizona. Every time the dude gets on base, he runs because his confidence is high. Confidence that's an is under the, high. That's an under the radar all star, right there. I don't right? even know. I mean, I don't know how under the radar he is at this point. He was under that's the a radar good, that's like a good point. three right. weeks yeah. ago. Now he's freaking, he's the best, one of the best fantasy players that we've got, um, unfortunately, because I don't own him anywhere. But so what I'm saying is CJ Abrams is available on your wire. He is. I would pick him up. I would pick him up and stick him on your bench for the last two weeks. Stick him on the bench, not in keepers and dynasties. He's not available. But in redraft leagues, he could get hot. I'm not saying he will. But if you can pick somebody up on Thursday, as we can in Maki, like grab him. Just stick him on your bench. See how he does over the weekend. And then maybe put him in your lineup. And he he could go off. He could go I off. Find it, I, like, I found out like, CJ Abrams was so hyped at the start of the season. That uh, not that people turned on him, but like, I don't think like I wouldn't have had that conversation with if you were co-owners. I would be like, yes, let's like C.J. Abrams like number one to keep. This guy's going to be a star. Um, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's, but nobody's dropping him in. in well, no, sorry, not not to drop. Yeah, I mean, nobody's like dropping him in keeper dynasty. I'm just saying in redraft. In redraft, he, in redraft yeah. he's been non-existent. Like he's been. There's no reason to pick him up. I, I just I'm saying that. If you need stolen bases, and we're gonna we can get into Gunnar and Carroll in a minute too. But if you need stolen bases, I'm telling you, he could start running. And you, if you look at the stats, you'll say he has what one stolen base on the year and like three caught stealings. If he hits, he's gonna run. And when he starts running and starts getting success with that, he'll have that feeling of confidence. Same thing that the Baltimore Orioles pitchers are having. Same thing that uh, that Juan Soto is struggling with. This game is mental. They're, everyone's physically talented in the major leagues. Aaron Judge is is a the reason I loved him in 2016 was that article talking about how he was raised. That suggested to me that his brain and his mindset and his character was one that was good and one that was going to be consistent over a course of 162 games. He's going to break Roger Maris's record, hopefully. Like that's insane, and he just keeps hitting the ball into like the stratosphere. Ugh. Are we calling it Roger Maris's record? I'm calling it Roger Maris's record. We could we could call it the Yankee record, but I'm, I'm, I won't get too deep on it. I do want to find this one text that my wife sent me that made me so dang happy. She sent me this text. <laughs> she sent me this text. We were in Fire Island. We're home, thankfully. Well, I thought you loved Fire Island. I do, but I've been away too much, man. I need to be home. I got work to do. Aaron Judge will miss batting practice tomorrow because he'll be at the chiropractor per sources. He has supposedly injured his back after carrying 39 players on it, roughly 8,000 pounds. <laughs> Ian, I, I, would, I would love to get into what you think is wrong with the Yankees because I feel like you have a unique perspective on it. Um, but, you know, I feel like DVR also hasn't spoken at all this entire episode. If we have time, I'll, I'll give you my point of view. DVR, right. what, what do you think about DVR? What do you think about this whole general idea of psychology that I use 
constantly. It works really well for you. I'm not as good as as you are at trying to apply it, but I think the thing for me, just as as Abrams as an example, I still have some long-term confidence. I've been concerned about the quality of the contact that he's making. I think step one is to make more contact, make better swing decisions. He's doing that. His O-swing percentage is dropping in the last 15, 20 games or so, basically since the trade. He's taken a step forward with that. Uh, But I think it's going to be make more contact, Mm -hmm. get on base more, Mm -hmm. start stealing the bases, and eventually, whether that's next year or two or three years from now, then we're going to get the power. I still think it's going to take a little bit of time for Abrams to get to that sort of star level output that we were hoping for. And it's not going to be, he's not going to hit you any home runs. Uh, This is a stolen base play. If you need stolen bases, if you're in the main event and you need overall, I just think CJ Abrams is going to give you more than any that he has shown you so far. And and I could be totally wrong. It's just my instinct. And when I get the instinct, I, I play it. I play the instinct. I play from intuition the whole game for me is intuition so it just feels like that's the way and jose leclerc looks like the guy now that's one of those weird things where he was the guy he injures himself he's out for a year plus and then he comes back and they're like yeah you know what it's like going back to an old girlfriend like i kind of liked you you're kind of good i've dated all these other girls and it hasn't really worked out i like to you want to go out for dinner feels like the texas rangers are saying hey hey jose leclerc you want to go out for dinner and he's like not only will we go out for dinner but i'll pick up the tab (laughs) <laughs> I, I had a lot of Joe Barlow this year, too. Poor guy. He's good before he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, what's he going to – I mean, well, I mean, I don't think it matters. He's not going to come back. He got hurt a second time, right? No, he's he came done. with blister, and then he came back out, right? Yeah, he's he's done. The question he's becomes, done. is Jose Leclerc a keeper for next year? And I think I, – I would argue that I think he is. DVR, what do you think? Maybe. I, I don't know if Jonathan Hernandez is going to disappear either. I'm wondering if the Rangers are turning into a committee team right before our eyes. It could be. Woodward was all he was all about Leclerc when Leclerc was healthy, right? Yeah, but Woodward's gone now, right? Woodward got fired. He did. Yeah, right. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's all right. You get some stuff going on. So yeah, you, 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 you have a good excuse. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh man! All right, thanks everybody. Great show. See you later. <laughs> no, no, it's really good. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, so uh, guys, do you want to talk real quick about uh, Aaron Judge versus Otani? You want to give a quick like, hey, this is this is how I see it, and this is how I see it. Go ahead, Nando. Nando. Uh, well, I, th- I mean, I man, Aaron Judge has a narrative, but if you, I mean, if you're out there and you're not voting for Otani, I don't understand like what more the guy can do. He's elite at pitcher, and he's an all star at hitter. So I don't know, man. That's just like if Aaron Judge could pitch, it'd be a different story. But uh, man, I like I understand. There's going to be Otani fatigue, and uh, you know maybe that's how Judge wins it. And there are those voters who are like, you know, Angels sucked, 
And to be MVP, you know, you got a winning team. And, I, you know, I disagree with that notion. But, uh, man, like, I, I mean, like, this is kind of like those years when, like, all the, and not, it's not that Shotani's a Japanese player, but, like, when, like, all those Japanese players started coming over, and I forget who it was. It was, like, Hideki Matsui stole the MVP award from some guy, his quote-unquote rookie year. I think that's just how oh, it's right. going to happen. Rookie, rookie of the year. That's right. It wasn't. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, feel, I feel like that's just going to happen with Otani. Like, it's just, I mean, just the fact that he's so good at two positions. I mean, you're MVP, man. Like, you, you, I don't know. That's just where I'm at. I'm at Otani every year as long as he keeps us up. DVR. Yeah, it's really hard to argue against Otani. I think the, the best case I can make for Judge, though, is that he's actually, he's past Otani in war, which I didn't what? think was Did going to really? happen. Yeah, he's got, if you use Fangraph's oh. war and you add a pitcher Otani war and hitter no, no, Otani no, no, war, no, no, no. he's a notch below Judge right well, now. Well, that is a game changer for me. That changes my answer. I mean, that alone shouldn't determine who wins the award, no, but, but, but you still have to quantify how valuable each player is somehow. Yeah. And it's not, we're not talking about a gap of like 0.1. I think we're talking about almost a full win sort of difference right now because Judge has been just that good so this is the greatest season ever that i've ever seen in fantasy baseball and in in terms of and in terms of fantasy judge is more valuable there's no question unless you can use otani in both spots right um i'm sorry i interrupted you there i just got so excited because i was gonna go yeah nando's right we gotta do otani he really is but no no i don't say that anymore and and the reason i'll say that is because Aaron Judge is going to see a chiropractor today because he's carrying 39 guys on his back for the entire season and literally taking them to the first round bye. If they get a first round bye, they would not have made the playoffs without this guy. Period. I mean, so Otani has done what he's done and the team is is badly, it's a terrible team. So they're not winning. What is the what is the upside? So you you add the war plus the fact that the team is making the playoffs on the back of the player. I'm voting Aaron Judge now. I'm now voting Aaron Judge. I oh, what I, a surprise! Ian no, voting for Aaron Judge. It's yeah. fair. It's fair. You could take the shot. <laughs> but I was going Otani until that Fangraphs thing that not that DVR just said. DVR that that's really true. It's where it is right now. Uh, Judge, I couldn't believe this. You know, put this up on on rates and perils yesterday. He was asking me who. Who had improved their WRC plus the most since the first half? So just second half versus first half WRC plus. And I thought it was some bad player, right? I thought it was Jonathan Scope or someone who was really bad in the first half and it's just sort of average now or something. And it's actually Judge. Aaron Judge was wow. already a favorite for the AL MVP in the first half, and he's been better. even better oh, man. in the second he half. Went he's nuts. got a 202 WRC plus. He's 102% better than a league average hitter right now. He is hitting... 302 with a 403 OBP. He he has 54 home runs on September 7th, 109 runs, 100. I mean, you're wondering why I'm winning leagues because he's on a lot of those teams with 15 stolen bases. This, you could make the argument. This is the greatest fantasy baseball season of my career. What, what, what's close? What, what, what touches this? Mm, I, I, I get some seasons for you. Really? I mean, maybe, maybe if you had more NFBC money, I would assume like next year, if you're just like that's it, I'm investing ten grand in NFBC, and what? you win like ten of those leagues. I don't know. That I might have a little more fulfillment than winning like just a bunch of expert leagues. Don't pay anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be winning the main event my league, and I'm going to be in Rob and I are winning that league with 132 points. We got that league, and we're number eight overall right now, and we're climbing. So we'll see. But you may be right. Well, I mean, you didn't, you didn't have to, you know, justify that. I was well, just saying, like, how are you asking that to be more uh, fulfilling? <laughs> no, I was saying, no, I wasn't mocking you. No, I, I was wasn't talking that, about, that I wasn't talking about fulfilling. my year. I was talking about Aaron J- Knucklehead. I was talking no, about I Aaron J- your year. The no. way you were talking about it, I thought you meant your year. <laughs> Bro, no, 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 no not <laughs> my year. more fulfilling? <laughs> no, I'm talking about, <laughs> right. oh, I'm terribly sorry. Yes, now I understand why you took a shot. That would have been worthy of a shot. That is not what I was talking about. I was talking about Aaron Judge's year being, to me, DVR, you just gave I just gave you two extra minutes to come up with anybody over the course of let's just say the last ten years who is in the ballpark of what this is. In the ballpark of it. Last ten years, you're not really gonna find anyone. You're gonna find some early two thousands Barry Bond seasons. Those are I mean, cheater seasons. I don't count those. Barry Bonds had 
the 73 home run season in 2001. He also stole 13 bases. He had 328 that year. I wasn't playing fantasy baseball at that time, so so yeah. that doesn't count. But yeah, I so started in 2010. The last 10 years, yeah, I'm talking Judge. the last 12 years. There's nobody who comes close to this because you add the 54 home runs with a 302 average with 15 stolen bases, and you know. Ariel Cohen said to me before this, you know, I mean, if there's really a value, I, I actually think Aaron Judge is a decent value. I mean, you know, he's going for like $28. And, and if you can get him for, for that or $29, I think I think he might bring back that value. So the, in GDD, when he was up to 30 and Colton, Glenn Colton and Rick Wolf had uh, <laughs> popped him up to 30 bucks, I had Ariel Cohen in my head going, yeah, yeah, I mean, he might bring back that value. And I thought, screw it, 31. And then... Glenn Colton went, damn. And that's why he's on GDD. And that's why GDD looks the way it does because of Aaron freaking judge. It's the greatest season in my fantasy baseball career. And if it, and I, he is my vote for MVP. He is my vote. As of now, it may change. If he goes cold, the guy has a chance, literally a chance at the triple crown with 15 solo bases. It's unbelievable. And it's unbelievable that the Yankees are such a bad baseball team considering they have the MVP on their team and they're just bad right now. Well, Angel, I mean, look, if you, all right, but the Angels also have the MVP on their team and they're a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this is a, <laughs> this is an enormous crash for the New York Yankees. You gotta be careful with the team context on the MVP, I think, because it's not Shohei Otani's fault that half of that roster probably shouldn't be in the big leagues. That's, that's not on him. He has no, no impact on that. Yeah, but Demir, doesn't it make sense that you're t- like the most valuable player should be from a play? I actually think it should be from a, a team that succeeds because you can be the most valuable player on the worst team in baseball. Who cares? I get it. It's not fair. It's not necessarily fair. And if Otani wins, I'm not going to be outraged by any stretch. He's He's more impressive this year as a pitcher to me than a hitter this year even though he hit those two home runs. He only has 11 stolen bases, so he, he hasn't been quite as valuable on that side. But I don't know. I I, I think with the with the fan graphs, with the war, it's just the most spectacular hitting season. How, how do you – and he's never won one. 2017, Altuve got it, remember. I, I would be – I would be really disappointed if Judge doesn't win. And I think he's going to get his $38 million a year now. Um, maybe with From the, who? From whom? Is it whom or is it who? You're the editor. Uh, it- I, uh, you know what? When that happens, I just pick a different word. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just throw it twice. You're like, it could be who. I'm going to say both because yeah. I know I could be wrong. <laughs> who, who's, who would say that? Question mark. <laughs> whom, whom might you be? Who might you be? I don't know. One of them. I know it's a, it's a question. My old man was still alive. He can answer that. I, I would say the Yankees have to pay him now. They just have to. You know, he's worth he's worth $40 million a year now. Is he going to get an eight million eight year contract or is he going to get a ten year contract? And will there be a point where that's going to be tough to deal with? Yes, but to see Aaron Judge in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform, or to see Aaron Judge, gosh, in a Cincinnati Reds uniform, that's not going to happen. You don't have to worry about that one. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Well, but Cass- Castellini spent money before. Oh, see your new best owner in baseball is already <laughs> yeah, says yeah, goodbye. Well, it depends on if Arte Moreno actually leaves. We'll have to see. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, that, there's your opening right there. Um, Bob Castellini, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us have Mark Atanasio. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess he goes to the Mets. I, I could see that happening. And then I guess start rooting for the Mets. I could see him going to the Tigers. I mean, like, no, like not yeah. Tigers. They Nobody, spend- you ever been to Detroit? He wants to win. I don't. I don't think he wants to yeah. wait a couple of years. No, nah, he doesn't. Need Tigers to are there, man. Tigers are there. And the Tigers are not there. That staff is going to be nasty next year. They got. They got <laughs> uh, unlucky with some injuries. They got very unlucky with some injuries. Uh, 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 They're going to sign Nolan Arenado and Aaron Judge. <laughs> some stuff <laughs> happened while you were gone with the Tigers. Well, well, I know. Like I know. But I like Matt Manning, Turek Scooball. Yeah, I mean Manning is Manning has actually been kind of decent lately. Scott White wrote an update praising him on CBS. Yeah, he's been he's yeah. been he's been he's been pretty decent. Not as decent as Spencer Strider. Can I just say, watching if you if you own Spencer Strider and you don't watch him every time he pitches, you're missing out. It is like one of my favorite. He's my favorite player to watch. He with the little spin, with the stash, and with the absolute confidence. Sixteen strikeouts in eight innings against a good team. 
and just dominated him. And now he's going to be facing Oakland tonight. I know what I'm doing at 8.15 tonight. He's going to be somewhere. I mean, I'm going to be putting kids to sleep, but I'll have have it on mute and just be watching the master pitch. I, I just let me. Sorry, let me let me spin this then. Would you trade? I'm trying to think of a dynasty trade that involves Spencer Strider right now. Sure. That also involves C.J. Abrams on the other side, but I need the equalizer. Okay. And like, forget about needs or whatever. And I like I, Julio Rodriguez is too much. No. Jared Kalanick is, a, I think he's a lost done. cause at this point for trades. Not, not I don't enough. know if he's done, but I think his, his value is completely gone. Right, value-wise. Um, I'm trying to think, like, who? Not Otani. Otani's too good. I don't know. Let me think of that. I'll, I'll have Pete Alonzo for Spencer Strider in a dynasty league. Nah. I, I think you're going hitter I just because. Just really? Yeah. But I mean, you were just talking about so how awesome Spencer Strider is. He is. He's, he's absolutely dominant, but. Alonzo's young enough, and Strider, you know, Strider could be out for a year. I, I, I you know, how about Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper for Spencer Strider? No, Harper, Ooh. Harper has more value than Strider for sure. Oh, man. No, I mean, like it, it put together a package of C.J. Abrams, uh, Novelli, Jason Mar- Dominguez. How about yeah, Abrams actually, and Dominguez for Spencer Strider? That's an interesting trade. That's an interesting trade. That 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 holds my interest. That'd be interesting because Dominguez has been great, actually. The, yeah. Mar- the Martian has landed in People high. People like a. him again. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's and I've traded him everywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've traded him everywhere, but that's okay. What I've decided on the on the rookies, like there was a period of time in dynasty leagues where I decided I just have to have the kid in the off season that I want to have. I don't do that anymore um, because it's just too expensive, and you end up losing value. So I just pay. I just draft him in redraft leagues and just say, all right, I don't own him forever, but I'm going to own him for this year. So I don't own Spencer Strider in any dynasty leagues. It's sad. You should get into trading cards. You should get into trading cards, man. Yeah, I get. Well, okay, but but <laughs> I own him in the main event and I own him in NL Tout, and so it matters every single time that he pitches, and that's enough for me. You know, you just you got to get a piece of him. You just got to get a piece every year so that you can you can root for him. And I may have to reach. I'm not going to reach in the main event, but. I think Strider goes fourth round next year, third, fourth round. He's like, uh, maybe, gosh, right? Doesn't he? DVR? I can fourth. see these guys announce their presence, and then that's it. He's, he's going easily inside the top 50 overall, and I would Ooh. not be surprised if he creeps into the top 30, where no. at the end of round two, people are thinking are about him. Are you serious? Oh, my God. The, numbers are, the underlying numbers are great. Ugh. Look, I said in April, I said, there's a guy. And someone asked me the other night, how did you how did you find Strider? And I'll share what I shared. I saw I read the box scores. I saw three innings, six strikeouts, no hits, no walks. And I went, what? Huh? And then what I did was I watched the six strikeouts. If you don't have MLB.com, none of this will work for you. If you don't pay, if you can't pay the 149, it won't work for you. But if you can and you do watch it, look at the box scores, you see something. And then they say the six strikeouts of Spencer Strider. And I watched the six strikeouts. I just watched the last, the third strike on all those pitches. And I was just like, damn. I then went to the game and watched him pitch those three innings. And I went, damn, 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 damn. Holy smoke. And then we talked about him on the show that next Wednesday. And I said, I found the next Garrett Whitlock in the National League. Because that's when Whitlock was at the top of his game. And that's where you get it. You got you to gotta look. You got to watch. You got to see. It's fun. It's the best part of the game. There's so many parts of this game that are the best parts of the game, but that's one of the best parts of the game. I think it's time, uh, end of the show, you promised we could get into the drama. And we got about like five minutes. Is that enough time? Or do you not nope. want to air this laundry out here? Uh, it's not laundry. It's a, it, there were, there, we're going to sneak peek it. I know Ariel's going to want to talk about it on his show, and we'll talk about it. In the, we have off-season for this conversation, the big trade ethics question, but I traded uh, with Robert Mershek and I traded Julio Rodriguez and Brandon Hughes for Liam Hendricks and Jock Peterson. And wait, say, wait, what's that again? Hold on. Wait, I got to write this down. In a, in a redraft league, yeah, we traded Julio Rodriguez yep. and Brandon Hughes yep. for Liam Hendricks and Jock Peterson. 
So essentially, this is Roto. This is Roto so you're just Roto. playing with like categories, right? Yeah. So with without context, you probably gave up more value than you received if you don't know what's going on with the standings, right? Or anything else? We've got we've got a big what place. Lead. What place are these teams in? By the way? Oh, sorry, go ahead. We're in you're first place. That. We're in first place, and our trading partner I think was in seventh place at the time of the trade. We have a 17 stolen base lead, and the saves are up in the air. Like it's within everyone's with it's like 58, 58, 57, 56, 55, 54. Like every team is right there and we need saves. We want to hold the lead and hold, win the championship and being able to trade Julio Rodriguez, who's the most fun. And I hate trading Julio Rodriguez because I love looking at Seattle every day to go, Oh my God, what did he do? And I don't get to do that. So I lose out on the fun of that, lose out on some home runs, but hopefully Jock Peterson will play some, although now with losers, Brinson doing what he's doing, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Um, but we get Liam Hendricks and we get those saves, which should should lock us in for the for the win. And Ariel, I, I called up friends. I called up Ariel, uh, reached out to DV, I called out, reached out to people in the league saying, hey, how does this trade strike you? Is it okay? And Ariel uh, had written an article in 2019, which I just read, and you'll be very happy to know. I, you know, I'm an actuary, and it's the, the the actual in the article he talks about being an actuary, so it's pretty funny. Um, and Ariel had some strong feelings about it. DVR was clean with it. Cushing was clean with it. Gardner was clean with it. Colette was clean with it. And so I was like, all right, I think I think we're good. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, it screws me because we're in, me and Derek are in second place. Oh, Derek Hardy also. I checked with Derek and he was like, no, you make that trade. That's a great trade. It's a great trade for both sides. So I called up Ariel. I was like, your partner says I should make the trade. And all these other people say it's a good trade to make. And he's like, well, you know, you can do it. It's fine. You know, whatever, you know, I'm not happy about it because it's probably going to make you win the league. But, you know, yeah, something to discuss. Good ethical question. Good ethical question. Appreciate you reaching out. And that's how that went down. So Did they leave you a voicemail? No, no, we were talking on the phone Sunday night. I, I was I, I reach out to Ariel. Uh, you know, I have partners in every league, and some there I have holes in my game in certain spots. And I, I reached out to Ariel. It's like I gotta hold this lead and then I'll tout. I'm thinking about making a trade. Well, let me take a look. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you can make that trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See if you can make that happen. So it's it's always good to talk it out with people. And Ariel is a is is someone good. And I said, and Rob and I are going to make this trade, and we did. So that's when's it. The, wasn't when's the trade deadline? By the way, the trade deadline in that league was last night at midnight. So you could still make trades all the way up till there. And the, the question was whether the, the the question at hand is whether it is appropriate for someone in first place to make a trade with someone who is in all likelihood not going to make the money. And Ariel says, you shouldn't be able to do that. And Derek Cardi, I hope it's okay that I said that. Derek said it was okay. But DVR was like, I, I mean, I checked with DVR. And if DVR had said, yeah, I don't love that for you. I don't love that. I wouldn't have done it. But DVR was like, nope, no problem with it. You can make that trade. Right, DVR? Am I, am I, am I expressing this properly? Do you understand the whole thought process? Yeah, and I just think the the bigger question that everybody needs to think about for their leagues is if if you don't want teams that are lower in the standings, you know, middle third, bottom third, wherever, if you're worried about teams that are in those spots impacting the cash or the very top of the league, you have to have a trade deadline that locks things in sooner. This is this is part of what can happen when you have a late trade deadline, which I tend to prefer a late trade deadline because stuff happens. You lose players, you you get last minute opportunities to balance out your roster because of late season pickups. There were so many good players that entered the pool in the beginning of September this year that if you couldn't make any trades, you kind of ended up with more than you needed of some things just based on how free agent bidding can work. And I'm chasing DVR and Maki, and I'm not going to catch them because DVR made some badass trades. What were those trades that you made at the end? Do you mind sharing? Yeah, I got JT Real Mudo. That was he's man, he's having a really nice year after a slow start too. Talk about a guy that's been a lot better in the <laughs> second half than in the first half. He has saved his season and then some. Oh man, this trade uh, is weird. Wow, holy smoke! G- so yeah, yeah. You tra- no, go ahead. You traded Geloff, Alfaro, yeah, is that Geloff, yeah. Geloff. Sorry, Rowan Wick and Kevin Alcantara for Ian Happ and JT Real Mudo. What he did in that moment was. End my, because uh, he's at 148, 147, 
what are you at now? 147.5. Jim Bibby Sweat, which is a really great name for a team, is at 147. And I'm at 137 with Dr. Tom, Dr. Tom Scott. So I called Dr. Tom. I was like, dude, for us to figure out a way to climb these 10 points, we're going to have to just gut ourselves just for a chance to win. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to gut everybody. I don't want to give Marco Luciano up for four weeks of Trey Turner. I don't want to give up nine years of Marco Luciano for four weeks of Trey Turner. That's not going to make a difference. I don't, I don't think it's our year. And so it was literally the JT Real Mudo Ian Hap trade. Sometimes what DVR, what you did in that moment was you, you blocked other people. You were like, I am so all in that like, you're going to need to go as all in as I am and try to catch up to me. And it blocked me. I was like, no, we're not doing it. I don't want to do it. So I'd rather hold my my chips for next season. You know, I don't want to give up everybody that I think is going to be a really good keeper for the chance of climbing these 10 points that I just don't think I'm going to be able to to make. Is that was that part of your thought process of just, hey, I'm just I'm going to try to put this to bed right now. Picking up Ian Happ and JT Real Mudo for not much, frankly. Well, I think for me, prospects that are top 50, top 75 prospects, they're they're valuable for sure. They're, they're keepable players. They often turn into good long-term players for this league where you have them for three bucks for a couple of years. But I think I can find those players in the later rounds of the reserve draft. So I'm always comfortable trading those players when, when I've got cap room especially. And I had some cap room. Uh, you've made a bunch of moves. Uh, Jim Bebby Sweat's made a bunch of moves. That's John Topperser. He's a... Uh, one of the Rotowire writers has been there for a long time, um, covers all things Pittsburgh. But anyway, I I just decided I'd be a fool not to upgrade every possible spot because I've got a chance to win in back-to-back years. It's going to be close. It's going to come down to the last days, I think, because there's there's a handful of categories like that. You beat, beat us by like two points on the last day. So, yeah, it's just not we want, you know, the other thing is once you've once I've won a league, it becomes a little less desperate for me to win. Like Devil's Rejects never won. Been in third place. I've only been in this our third year. Third place last year, I think was second place. Um, and it's like, I got to win this league. Got to put my freaking fl- Glenn Colton down. Um, put the put down the flag, but yeah, no, I I, I took the, I, we took our foot off the pedal on that, and you know we'll see how it goes. We we might surprise. We had we had we had a good couple of days, but no, I think it's you guys. You guys are going to fight it out at the end. We've got a ton of players on on expiring contracts that are really good, or they're too expensive to keep, and it's going to be very tough to be this good next year. So I, I kind of weighed that into the decision to move away from some of the some of the prospects that I had. Mm-hmm. Makes makes perfect sense, and it was well played on your part. I mean, really, it was just. I, th- I think that there, there's that deflating moment when you're like, and I try to do that to other teams in other leagues all the time. I'm like, no, don't even bother. It's mine. I'm taking it. You know, you're gonna have to overspend. I, I tried to do that to Cushing in leagues. <sighs> I tried to do that to Cushing in DL one, and uh, you know, I think it was two years ago. I was just like, I'm putting up such a big thing, and he's like, nope, not even gonna, not even gonna compete this year. I'm gonna hold my chips. For the following, and now he's chasing. We're at one. Rob and I are one forty-one, and Cushing's at one thirty-six point five. This is all out of one fifty and deal one. We'll see how it plays out. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a battle. I actually think he has the advantage. I think he. Uh, we 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 have to get lucky to hold that lead. I think, but we'll see. That's why if you're paying attention to fantasy baseball at this time, it is, and you're still in it. This is what you play all year for. This is what you do all the research for. Like enjoy it. That's one thing I want to say. Like enjoy these last couple of weeks because baseball is going to change. It, the playoffs are just a totally different thing. You can watch baseball, but it's not as much fun, at least for me, when we're not counting stats and, and doing all this stuff. So it's going to be over soon, and we're going to be praying for spring. So enjoy these last three weeks. Like relish it and really like be in the moment of it. That's what I would say. Or play fantasy football. <laughs> Which I actually got to go and do a fantasy football podcast. Now. Okay. Very so good. I'm sorry, everybody. It's, no, you know, hey, hey, hey. we get the hour in. Nice yeah, job. we got the hour in. That was really good. Thanks for yeah, How about that, huh? Yeah, yeah I told Vaccaro, wait 10 minutes, bro. There you go. Yeah, gonna, he'll be fine. I'm going to go and into that sheet. No, he won't. Uh, he's, uh, he's not the kind of guy who likes to be told what to do. Really. I'm going to go into that sheet and start erasing <laughs> players. Guys who have never even heard <laughs> do of. It. Do I it. I bet he doesn't like to be called bro. I got to put him in there for you to erase him. Okay. All right. For the For the man. Who is the most interesting, interesting, interesting man in the universe? <laughs> Derek Interesting cubed. Now you can't take it out. 
for the man who's going to follow up his Aaron Judge MVP vote with Domingo Herman for Cy Young and is not a homer, Ian Kahn. I am a homer. <laughs> I'm not an Afino. It's great to be back. Uh, sorry, Chris Woodward. I didn't know. Hope that didn't reopen some wounds because we know you listen. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Good talk. Good talk. Bye. Harper and Stanton are finally off the I.L. Don't need Seth Brown anymore. Only two down in the column called L. Feels like I'm knocking on Ian's door. Hey, 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 knock, knock, knocking on Ian's door. Fighting for playoff spot number four. Knock, knock, knocking on Ian's door. Hey, 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 feels like I'm knocking on. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.